You are now listening to the Life in Football podcast. Check out the new website, lifeinfootball.com. Once again, the website is lifeinfootball.com. Thanks for listening. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football. We are life in football. Welcome to the Life in Football podcast, baby. I'm your host, Mike Fee. And this your co-host, Colin Moore. You know we loving life and enjoying football. Top-notch ballers all around the world. Top, top-notch ballers all around the world. We got Mr. Dion, well, the Jordan Strong. It almost made me say just Jordan Strong, but you got to put that D on the first of his name. He's a top-notch cornerback, defensive back for Coastal Carolina, baby, wearing number seven. It's something about that number I like to see on the DB ever since I seen Patrick Peterson wearing it for LSU. Now, the thing is, I was watching film on this guy. He is aggressive at that. Love it. I love what I see. Anytime I see a DB running at that ball like that, make me think about that Gucci Mane song. All the cash got me feeling aggressive. All his eyes got me feeling aggressive. Because that's how he was out there balling, running up on that ball. And I'm talking about playing tight coverage as well, man. He don't just got ball skill. He's a natural leader, man. He's a guy that I would say did his thing because he came up in the JUCO ranks as well. He played his high school ball in Mississippi, and then he played his junior college ball at Northeast Mississippi for them Tigers. And then he made his way on over the coast, coast of Carolina, playing out there on that pretty blue turf field. And now he's going to be a top cornerback coming into this season. And just to continue on, man, we didn't have a lot of love from Coastal Carolina. We didn't have an offensive lineman by the name of Willie Lampkin on the podcast. We didn't have Terry on Jackson, defensive lineman on from the podcast. I mean, on the podcast from Coastal Carolina, and he's not in the NFL. So, man, this just continuing the further one good relationship that we got with Coastal Carolina and the great players that they have and the great talent that they have on this team. And I'm going to go ahead and just stop running my mind and let y'all hear this beautiful story of the Jordan Strong. How you doing, Strong? I'm doing good. Um, I changed my number, man. I'm number two this year. Hey man, I already had y'all. I'm finna jump out there and throw that in for you. I was, <laughs> I was definitely finna throw that in for you. So, as you just said, you gonna rock that number two this year. You get, you got everybody gonna be looking for number seven. Where that number seven at? But he gonna be in number two, y'all. The Jordan Strong will be in number two. So y'all just be on the lookout for a fly cone out there locking it down. But Strong, man, I wanna know, like. How did it feel? Because I seen you enrolled in January 
of 2020. Now, uh, me and Mike, we did JUCO. So we know how it feels to go JUCO and then get to your university and just and get on it. So when you got there January, man, what was your mindset the day you stepped foot on that campus? Um, to come in and change your culture, um, especially in the back end in the second day. And I think some may agree, some may agree. That was the problem with the, the unit before I even got there. The game I came to um, for my official visit was like Troy. And Troy threw number of bombs at the beginning of the game. And um, that's that's when I knew um, that I wanted to come to Coastal and just, you know, be a part of change. Um, just going in and starting completely over from forgetting Juco just happened, forgetting, um, you know, my high school accolades, just going in and, and making a name for myself and, and changing the unit. And, um. That was my thought process coming in in January. Just go in, um, try to get the unit. You know, coming from JUCO, you know, um, to a new program, you don't really know nobody. You don't really got no pull to your name. You don't really got no say-so. So, like, you got to lead by example. So, January really was the month that when I came in, it's, it was all about showing these guys I'm, I'm willing to take it to the now, – Now, you did that. And you balled. You had an amazing season, man. So now I want to ask you, since you had that amazing year and the team had that amazing year, what are you doing right now to up your game, to up your leadership, to up everything that you're doing? Because you know the players and the team, they behind you. They watching everything you do. So what are you doing to bless yourself as well as the team? Um, first off, just really just by brushing off last year, you know, it's it's great to look back on and, you know, have a good time thinking about it and, you know, um, just, you know, feel everything we overcame and, 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 you know, played through. But as time go by, you know, it's time to get that out the way. And it, it, it's more about what's in front of us. You know, you got to fall forward instead of backwards. So what we're doing every day is, day is getting 1% better each day. So, when September come, we stacked up on days and we ready for our next competitive competitors and um we ready to take on for the year twenty twenty one through twenty twenty two season. You know, um we, we you know, work hard and you know, just trying to get the young guys to, you know, buy into the um to the to the tradition we trying to build here at Coastal Carolina. And speaking on that, man, y'all had an amazing season. And from the get go I guess it was pretty much under the radar, which I can understand like a team like Coastal Carolina could be. But, man, y'all stepped up to the plate, was on ESPN. Y'all were undefeated, going strong at one point. And like I say, man, the film I was watching, you were doing your thing, man. You had the number seven on, even though I did see you wearing number two in JUCO when you was all at uh, Northeast. Now, could you give a little insight how it was for you during the season, man, how it felt coming from Juco and y'all having this amazing season y'all had? Um, really just playing it game by game, man. Um, Honestly and truthfully, I was just blessed to be here, man. That's one thing. That's one thing about it. I just was really blessed. I ain't, I ain't had this feeling since I was a child. Just really just loving playing the game of football with my brothers, knowing – Across, you see C.J. Burrow, you see Teron Jackson, Silas Kelly, Kelly, Teddy Gagler. I can be naming on and on. You see guys who are willing to, you know, run through a wall for you, run, run through a brick wall for you, and you you better be 
you know, ready to run through a big brick wall for them too. So, you know, um, game by game, but just loving, loving the process, you know, loving, loving, loving the preparation, you know, going into each game, each game day on, um, you know, that Monday when we watching film, we coming up with game day celebrations and stuff like that. It just was loving the process and forgetting what the analysts out there are saying. For, you know, good people gonna tell you did this and that. When you bad, nobody ain't around. But going JUCO, I realized that and stuff like that. So I was real good with you know not listening to the naysayer or even the people who just you know appreciate what they saying, but like not even just truly letting them teammates. You know, just playing game by game, living day by day. You know, just continue stack on days and get one percent better. Nah, I love everything you're saying right now. I'm talking about this one of the top cornerbacks y'all we talking to in the nation. Last name Strong, he'll go all day long on that field, I'm trying to tell you. Now, we, I got to know, man, where did all this respect come from? You sound like a very intelligent young man. Could you give us a little of how it was for you growing up and who helped you to become the person that you are today? Um... I come from a. I like bragging about it a lot, a lot, because I'm um, very blessed and appreciative for the things I've been through and you know the the program I come from. I come from a school named South Panola High School in Mississippi Powerhouse. We call it the University of South Panola. Um, as a child, you know, I went through a lot. I didn't really have my father in my life, so my aunt and my mom raised me. You know, I was raised by straight women. My grandma, rest in peace. Uh, she had eight, eight um daughters, and I have one uncle. And he was um in and out of prison, but um he wasn't you know really around. And only father 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 figure I had was my granddad, and you know he passed my junior year of high school. But coming up, um it, it was tough you know coming from poverty and stuff like that. But football kept me kept me from thinking like you know I was going through stuff. Like I had some of the best times ever as a child because I just was simply loving playing football, just just motivating to be the best. I brought my high school up because the reason I, you know, played the game of football because my high school lost the 89-game win streak when I was eight years old um, versus school named Meridian. And overtime, we tried to get the two-point conversion. Quarterback was sacked. And I just remember being a child, being so motivated to, you know, go out there. Hopefully put, put my um, class in a situation like that and, and win, actually win the game. Unfortunately, it didn't happen like that. But, you know, things happen. But, um. That what really got me into the game of football. But my mm-hmm. aunt, my aunt and my mom really raised me. My aunt Tiffany Strong and my mother Caroline Strong. Um, my mom, very nice lady, always smiling. You know, um, positive, positive mind. Um, that's who people say I act like the most. And my aunt, she was, she, she um, made sure she disciplined me. She was one of the ones who, who, who taught me um toughness, but also taught me um how to be a leader. You know how to self-discipline myself. She taught me all them things when my mom always was working and stuff like that. So I pride them too on the person I, I am. And um, the way they um brought me up, um, it helped me on the football field as well. It helped me um stand out. Um, a lot of people say I got I got a way of using my energy and voice to, you know, uplift people. And I can't give none but thanks to them and God. Hey, man, I love everything you said, man. I love how you carrying yourself. Coastal Carolina got a great young man on and off the field, man. But 
I do you was almost pretty much raised similar to how I was. I it, I stayed in the house with my my grandmother, my granddad, and my mom. Now my dad, he was there, but not really. But I, so I stayed with them the majority of my life. So I get that, man. And I understand you probably was like me, man. You want to do everything in your power. So when people asking about you and they talking about you, they always talking about you in a good light versus you know, get at church and they, girl, you know your grandson, but you probably was just like me. Hey, man, I'm I'm sticking by the books, doing what's right. So when y'all talk to my grandma and talk to my mama, y'all always talking good about me. But, man, I want to know what actually made you lock in. I know you say the game you came to, but I know it's more than just that game. What made you commit to, to all the coaches at Coastal Carolina? Oh, man, it's the same reason I came to the school because I was really 100% going to Old Dominion University going into November. Um, at the time, I didn't have a chance. Um, I had Coach, Coach Grady Brown, good man. He coached, at, he coached with the Steelers now. Um, he had me sold. Um, I was for sure going to ODU. Um, I already had it planned. And boom, time go by, and I'm talking to Coach Foster and then Chadwell. And the game changed because Chadwell, he sold my mom. My mom always was Coastal Carolina. My mom was always the Coastal Carolina person. And she she, she never really just told me, like, you know, go go there and stuff. But that's where she always – this is where she always wanted me to go. But, um, yeah, he, he, he had sold my mom, man. Chadwell was talking to my mom more than me. <laughs> he was talking to my mom more than me and – um. That built the trust between, you know, my family and him, unlike the other school that recruited me. And um, I remember one night, this when I realized when he had talked when Coach Chadwell actually called my phone and talked to me. At the time, he was probably the he was probably one of the mo- the head coach that talked to me more than any other head coach that at other school. Usually, it was just positional coaches. But um, he asked me um, he asked me of he eliminated all if all the other if all the position coaches was eliminated and it just was the head coaches going off relationship. Where would I go then? And at my mind, it was like, oh wow, this is it's gonna be difficult, you know, choosing the school between ODU, Hawaii, Coastal, and Southern Miss at the time. And one between ODU and Coastal. And then just my relationship with Coach Foster, man. I trusted him from day one, man. He was he would help me evolve my game even when I was in JUCO. You know, he would teach me the game before I even, you know, told him I was even interested in school and the school just was so invested into me. And as a man, instead of just, just an athlete, you know, like any other typical school. And that really just sold me on Coastal Carolina. And I flew from Hawaii, leaving a visit, leaving um official visit there. Great place. No bad vibes from them, but – um. When I got back from Hawaii, I was 100% coastal. You know, for playing in Memphis. And the whole ride back from Hawaii, I was deciding where I wanted to go. And sure, when I landed back, ODU, whole coaching stuff got fired. So it really wasn't a competition then. But um, once I landed in Memphis that morning, um, I decided I was going to Coastal Carolina. It, it wasn't nothing. I got a contest from, you know, Power Five schools. And stuff like that once I committed, but I was once I was committed, my family was committed, and once my family committed, it's no going back. So that really sold me on Coastal Carolina. 
man, look how God worked stuff out. I'm talking about it was a clean path for you once. Basically, once you got back to the States, it was a clean path God had to set up. You was close to Carolina, bound, period. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want to know, man, because I know the family going to celebrate. They probably already celebrated the first time. I know you got your AA degree, so I know they went crazy <laughs> celebrating, celebrating. So how close are you now to getting your degree from Coastal? Man, I'm just a couple months away. I'm getting in December, man. And um, my mom just had about me being in college, so I, I can't even imagine how she going to be this December. She already happy. Um, she mistakenly she thought she bought 2021 like mom class 2022 i'm just graduating in December. so my family really excited being that i'm one of the first ones I'm, i am the first one to you know graduate college out of the family and you know it's gonna be big man this is one of the biggest milestones in my life man it's amazing that we had this connection today which i got two more questions but before i ask you them questions man it's just amazing that kind of continuing the conversation from what Simo was mentioning earlier. Like all of us had similar paths, you know, Simo, um, me as well. My, you know, my granddad and grandma pretty much raised me, and my mom she raised me too. And um, I had an auntie. Two of my aunties played a special part too, named uh, Aunt Cece and my Aunt Nita, man. So. It's just amazing, you know, the connection all three of us got, you know, pretty much walking that same path. And my granddad, he played a major role because he was the one actually dropping me off to my little league practice every day, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day. And uh, I just got to action. I just got to know, man. All right. After you go to the league and do your thing, what's your plans? after? Like, wh- what you think about doing after football, oh uh, man, I wanna I wanna act for about a couple of years, and then I wanna go back to Mississippi and coach. I wanna go and go back and change my community, man. Um, just being in college now, already in advice and stuff like that. Um, I see how much I can impact kids, cause all some of the biggest influences in my life, beside my coaches, have not beside beside my family. Have been coaches, so um, that's something I really want to do long term after after my playing career over in and stuff like that. All right, man. My last question: Give me your playlist, man, for uh game day. Like, what what's the music that you like listening to and the artists on game day to get you right? Oh man, I'll either listen to some. It just depends on the opponent, man. If I'm going to go in talking talking a lot of junk or if I'm going to just go in and play cool. Some days I listen to Marvin Gaye. Um, I'll listen to the Osley Brothers. Some days I'll be playing some Project Pack. Some days I'll be playing some Ice Cube. Or just some days to keep me cool and relaxed. That's that's something I usually do. And majority of the time I, I'm either doing that on watching like Muhammad Ali highlights or Sugar Ray Robinson highlights. Well, man, I just want to thank you so much, man, for giving us this opportunity to speak with you today. And, um, you know, we wish you nothing but well wishes. And we know God going to bless you, man, because you got your heart in the right place. And 
all the sacrifice that your family made, man, it's going to be nothing but blessings coming y'all way. And I got to say, man, y'all make sure y'all be looking out for the D. Jordan Strong. Now, he was wearing number seven. Now, he flipping over to number two, and he's still <laughs> going to be balling either way. And I'm telling y'all, man, Coastal Carolina football team, they doing their thing, man. They got nice uniform, beautiful field, and then they playing some big-time ball. I'm trying to tell y'all right now, this a team is not to be played with at all. And I'm going to leave y'all how I always leave y'all. Keep your head up and not down, or else you will fall to the ground. This is the Life and Football Podcast. Catch you next time. Try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football. We are life in football.